Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Hello everyone and welcome to Kith and Tell, where our official motto is No New Friends. This podcast sets out to answer the tough questions, such as, why are we here? Who amongst us has a good attitude towards menstruation? And how many Daves do you know? I'm Stuart DC in Vancouver, BC, and I am the last to host this podcast. I'm joined today by Trevor Record, also in Vancouver. Exclamation mark! (laughs) We got Kalina McCorhoff in London, England. Hello! And of course we have the Hans Seidemann. In Prince Rupert. Winter is coming. (laughs) (laughs) So grim. (laughs) He doesn't like having to say that. (laughs) Well, I wrote it, so he has to. So the rundown from this week, we got episode four on the docket. We have a couple of skits, including Deja Vu, which is the quick cold open gag. Apollo the Rude, a social aberrant sketch. The Daves I Know, which will be talked about probably at length and for the rest of this series. A good attitude towards menstruation, in which Dave Foley is in a skit. Let me in. Timmy, Sick of the Swiss, a sleeper favorite of mine, and The Country Doctor. So I thought this was a little bit of a stacked episode towards the Daves I know, because when we started, everyone mentioned this as one of their favorites. (laughs) So I wanted to open up our our episode with the segment one, Where Were You? (laughs) And I wanted everyone to talk about where they were when they first heard the Daves I know. So you want to kick us off, Trevor? I... I think I have a story that's going to be similar to yours where, like, a friend of mine, when I was 10 or something, was singing an incorrect version of this song <laughs> where he thought it was great, but it was like, these are all the days I know. These are all the days I know. <laughs> oh, I love that. And when eventually I saw it, I was a little bit offended where I was like, this is way better than your version. <laughs> oh, my God. Hans? I was gonna. I was gonna say I'm, I can't lie in that. Uh, so when we, we were nerding out over kids in the hall this summer, and you guys were all freaking out over the Daves I know, I was like doing that thing that people do where they're like, "Oh yeah, totally, yeah, Daves I know." Like I had it had somehow it had somehow not burrowed into my consciousness the way it did for the rest of you. So I was just going along to get along. And then when you when we like played it on YouTube, uh, uh, it reminded me of it, and uh, and yeah, it was just delightful. So my like my my you know rosy memory of of the Daves I know is hanging out with you ding dongs this summer uh-huh. so I like how your yeah. your memory is like I saw it for the first time and it gave me a false memory of a child and that was the best part of the whole series <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the best thing about kids in the hall in general is is like uh-huh. false memories of my child uh Kalina what was your what was your first memory of this one you know what I can't actually remember the first time assuming that I must have seen it before but I think I actually started Rewatching it, um, as in on YouTube, about the time that Trevor and I discovered our friendship and shared Kids in the Hall fandom. I mean, he's always Trevor. You've always been the bigger Bruce McCullough fan, and uh, <laughs> though this definitely kindled my own love for Bruce and his musical oh, yeah. theatrics. I mean, I really just can't wait until we 
get to the terrier song. <laughs> well, because I remember you didn't know what I was talking I about know. with the terrier song. I had absolutely no idea. And like, you think like as a kid watching the show that that would have been something that stuck. And yet, you know, it's always the head crusher. It's the fucking head crusher. <laughs> always a head crusher, never a terrier. Yeah. You know what mama used to say. Uh, yeah, I asked this question because I had a very particular memory and I wanted to share it anyway. So I wrote an entire episode around it. Uh, nice. My dad showed this to me on cable TV when I was around eight. So it would have been a rerun uh, at that point. But it was weird because the week before that, he had tried to sing the song to me. He was like, oh, you got to hear this kids in the hall. They have this show. And he's like, Dave's. I was like, and I just like didn't get it because my my dad is both tone deaf and like actual deaf. And so he just hummed like some notes that were maybe in the song. He was like, you know, that's a song. And they're just like, they're funny. And they're like, this guy knows some Daves. I'm like, Dad, I don't. He's like, no, no, no. It's like, there's, there's a song. He's like, there are Daves. I know them. <laughs> and then I w- he was in the living room, and he did that thing that we did before we had satellite TV and stuff like that, where he just yelled at me to come into the room because this episode was on. And he was just like, get in here. This is what I was talking about. And I, I completely went to pieces, both because it is so, so funny, but also because my dad was so far off the mark with his reenactment. <laughs> There's something about it that I think you have to watch it a few times till you really get all the nuances of it. Like, yeah. it's just like, what is the song about? Uh, he knows Dave's. That might be, you know, a, a good way of characterizing Canadian humor in general in that mm-hmm. it uh, the best Canadian humor does not lend itself well to retelling. You know what I mean? It's like the best Canadian humor is like, yeah, there's this, it's just a song of this guy talking about Dave's or it's like, yeah, this guy who like uses his fingers to crush people's heads. And, and if you, if you say that, if you say that people go like, that sounds really dumb. And you're like, it is really dumb, but it's like really funny. And I think that's Canadian humor in a nutshell. Oh God. You guys, I find it so hard to try to get British people on board with kids in the hall even my own fucking boyfriend, he just, he just swats it away. I'm, work, I'm working the crowd over here, guys. I, I think that th- this song in particular kind of encapsulates, like, how the kids in the hall are kind of different from other stuff, because they do do sort of, like, the sketch comedy, like, Saturday Night Live, and they also do do the things like uh, Monty Python, where things are sort of weird and absurd, but this is, like, their own weird thing, where it's like, yeah, it's really funny. It's about a guy that knows a bunch of days and he lists them off and also says things like they have their own hands but come from different moms. <laughs> I love I love when they actually cut to the moms and they're all just like waggling their hands. That is like, it's a very like Kaufman-esque kind of setup. Like it's almost like a, a, like a wholesome children's yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not so deadpan as the, the joke is like, is this a joke? Yeah. Oh, I was almost hoping, Stu, that part of this, part of this segment, we would be uh, picking our best and worst Dave. Best and worst Dave. Uh, worst is a good transition. And if you guys have a worst Dave, I think it has to just be Dave Foley. Mm. <laughs> oh, poor Dave. I think there's almost something like the grain of what kind of became like the internet meme style humor in this, though, too, where it's like, what's so funny about it? Ah, I don't know. You just gotta see it. <laughs> I like the little kid, David, who's like, man, this mm. cat can swing. <laughs> he weighs about 50 pounds and he delivers my newspaper on time. <laughs> I forgot about the different <laughs> hands thing and how just bizarre and strange. 
They do a lot of that stuff where they, uh. they, they say something completely bizarre and they just act as if it's a totally normal thing to say. And it kind of, it still catches me off guard. It's, but that's like the silliness. That's like the silly sort of kid's humor that yet still really works for adults. You're just like, wait, what? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> that brings us to our next segment, which is Worst of the Week. Hans, you want to get us kicked off for this one? Uh, so for me, it, there was a bit of a race to the bottom for a couple of the ones in this episode. It, it was like a, an episode of two parts, you know, some really, some highlights and some lowlights. But, um, so the alleyway fight was, uh, not so hot and Timmy getting transferred, uh, both I, I, in my, Hey, in my book, in my book, they both made uh, strong cases for being the worst of the week. But, uh, for me, it's, uh, it's, uh, locked out of the house and, uh, uh, I know it was the worst sketch of the week because my notes for this get say the best part was the zoom out to show the rain rig. Um, so when what? when what you remember oh, about man. most about a sketch is like the stuff that should not have been on camera in the first place, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. The funniest part was when they broke the fourth wall, something that we perpetually are mad at them yeah. for doing. The best thing about it was the thing that we like the least usually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's that's weird because like that's not a style you usually get with them. So it felt very sort of uh, Saturday Night Live to me, mm. and I was just like, no, do not try this with me. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin, Kevin, and Mark in the Let Me In gig, you know, it's it just, I don't know. I feel like it was almost still a bit too short, really, to qualify for a worst sketch. And but if I had to really pick the next like meaty stinker, it would really have to be. Country doctor, like I mean, it's a relatively well, <laughs> it's relatively well rounded. I'll give you that. But like, in terms of the kind of stressful humor, where like an oblivious character is just holding up the fucking plot line, just like really doesn't cut it for me. As as soon as I watched Country Doctor, which I did sort of enjoy myself, like I immediately knew that Hans was going to like really like it, and it was going to yeah. be his probably favorite yeah. sketch, even beyond Dave's. I know, actually, it came close, baby. It came close. <laughs> Hans, you're such a mayonnaise man, my man. I love that mayonnaise. That sweet, sweet mayonnaise. Oh, I, I love the term meaty stinker, by the way, Kalina. That big points for you, you on that thank one. You. <laughs> There's. There's a point in that country doctor sketch where he comes in and he has muddy boots because he walked there the scenic way and he very slowly wipes his feet. And I was like, (laughs) Hans must have loved that part. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Trevor, how about you? What do you think were the weakest of the work? I'm I'm with you on Let Me In. I don't know if I really liked the good attitude about menstruation thing either. That one was great. That one was a classic. No, for me... Mm, I don't know. It was just like Dave Foley kind of being half-hearted about his job that he gets paid for again. No, it's because he's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's edgy. He knows about how Native American women were like taken out of the tribe while they were bleeding for a week. Yeah, I I, I, I always take the opportunity to rip on Dave Foley. I kind of liked a good attitude around menstruation because I felt it kind of worked with his like half-hearted deadpan. It kind of like <laughs> added to it instead of took away. Um, that and just like the characterization of a good attitude towards menstruation, I thought was kind of funny. It was just like, I thought it was a little it funny. Was so uh, good. Worst for me was Let Me In as well. I'm kind of glad we're all on the same page for that one. It's just, I think you're right, Kalina. It was pretty short, which I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. judge it too harshly, but it's like, yeah, it's not the longest skit. It doesn't drag on like some of the later ones, which is like, we'll come to in a minute. But it's just, it's, it's for that how, there's only like one joke in it, and it's not funny. Like, it's just this 
long. It's it's a short. It stinks of Lauren Michaels. Mm. It does. Oh, it makes me so angry. Stu, I think you nailed it earlier. You have a note in the document here that I don't think made it into the into the recording, but where you said that "Let Me In" is a weak ass improv warm up exercise that somehow made it into the show, and that <laughs> that is exactly correct. Yeah. That is exactly right. Can I just ask who was it? One of you said that you did not like Timmy. Uh, I did not care for Timmy, no. It was so cute. <laughs> so cute. No. Sorry, for context, Timmy is a skit in which Timmy consoles his parents because he's getting transferred to a new school district, and he consoles them into everything is going to be okay, despite the change. And it's just, I mean, it's it's good. I had I'd never seen that before. I, had, I have no recollection of it at all, and it completely blindsided me. I, I thought it was okay, too, yeah. I think it's kind of funny, but, like, it's one payoff. The payoff is it's it's a reversal. They keep it short and sweet, too. But it's not one where they try to stretch it into a five-minute sketch, either. You just get a good 15 seconds of it. Just get a little taste? Yeah. My, my notes for that sketch say, Both Bruce and Scott look so elegant. Such nice costumes for a bad... <laughs> such nice costumes for a bad bit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's... The other thing I will say is that, uh, you know, because a couple of you guys were shitting on, uh, you know, the uh, positive attitude towards menstruation. But I have I, I love that sketch. I think it's like one of the rare ones where Dave his like his like I'm too good for this delivery works mm. because it's like combined with this like schla- And I think it's just crazy that that was on CBC in the 80s. Like, I think it's just hilarious that that was <laughs> subject matter that got covered. But the uh, uh, my notes for that one uh, include the line, a good Dave sketch with an exclamation mark, because I guess. I was surprised. Um. <laughs> oh my god! But you know what? This like kind of follows on with what we were talking about uh, the other week about uh, women with a Y sketch, where you just kind of you get the sense, and it almost—it's not that it necessarily just gives them like a free ride to kind of act as they want as women when they're you know cross-dressing and in drag for these um, these skits. But you know, like it actually shows that. They're kind of taking the piss, but also are showing you that they understand, like, women's issues and are paying attention to it at a time when, like, women's rights are still accelerating throughout the late 80s and 90s. But, you know, it's it's not that it's, like, off off the table in terms of, like, humor uh, material, sketch material. That's one of the things I really love about Kids in the Hall, and one of the reasons I was so excited to do this project is because, uh, you know, they manage to always try to be edgy. They cover a lot of different material. Like we said, they touch on, um, they, they have a lot of uh, homosexual, like, depictions and issues at yeah. a time when that was really not okay in society. But they don't usually revert, resort to, look at how this thing is stupid, or... Yeah, um, you know, demonizing like the the gag is that the other is different, and we saw a lot of that in the '90s. Like mm-hmm. some comedy for me in the '90s, even though I grew up with it, is really hard to go back to because a lot of that is just this like, guys, look at how this thing is different and outside. And I feel like they don't really Kith doesn't slip into that that often. This might be a bit of a reach for you guys, but like it's the it's the thing that I find really annoying about a show like Big Bang Theory, which ever, like so many people love, and and because I'm a nerd, people are like, "You must love it because you're a nerd," and I'm like, "No, I hate it because I'm a nerd because yeah, it's not a, it's, it's not a show that is like, oh, look how fun and funny it is to be a nerd." It's like look at those nerds and like pointing and laughing, and and it, you're <laughs> exactly right, Stu. That in the '90s, like you know, a lot of people really love shows like. Um, 
uh, Will and Grace, but Will and Grace also was very much like point and laugh at the gay guy, you know, like, I mean, like they, they had, um, I'm, what was Jack who was like the, you know, yeah. the stereotype, like kind of, you know, flighty, flighty gay mm. guy. And like so much of those episodes were like written around, like, look at this, like effeminate man. Ha ha ha. And, and like, uh, and the fact that Hans, Hans, are you aware that Scott Thompson says, uh, sorry, uh, just to butt in, but are you aware that Scott Thompson says he yeah. was approached to play Jack in Will and Grace? And he maintains that it is a ripoff of his buddy character, and he said no because he did not like the way that they were portraying gays in that show, and oh, yeah. that they went ahead and essentially stole his I- idea. This is how he feels. Also, Will and Grace mm-hmm. is coming back this year. Apropos. Uh, speak. Speaking of things that never die, my third segment is how long will this go on? Because <laughs> I want to. <laughs> Excellent transition, Stu. Yeah, thank you. I am a genius. I want to talk about something that's this. This comes up in the past. This is going to keep coming up, and this is long gags. Kids in the Hall humor varies quite a bit. You know, we talk about how they do uh, cutesy and they do bleak, they do absurd and pithy, but they keep coming back to a gag in which the joke is. How long will this joke go on for? Um, and it, I put down a note because I've watched ahead. It's coming up. There's a Hotel LaRue, which is a running gag they do in a couple episodes. Uh, and it goes on forever. We last, last week we had that god-awful episode where they gave us endly 30, endless 30 hounds agree. Stop, stop while you were ahead. Stop while you were ahead, there Steve. There it is. Yeah, it. I, I, I actually have in my notes, like, prepare for Hans spittle <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Um, and actually, I would argue that Country Doctor falls into this, too. It's just like it's a really long scene. I think yes. it's unlike the Three <laughs> Helens. It's, uh, it kind of works. Um, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so here's my, uh, here's my question for the table. Do you think the long-winded gag mm-hmm. is funny? And what do you think is the best example of this? Okay, well, just first off, don't drag Three Helens through the mud. We must stop this. Yes. Yes, Kalina. <laughs> yes. But yes, um, you know, if... If we're going to actually talk about, like, skits going on too long, I'm going to shit all over the Eradicator again from episode one. Thank you. It was kind, Thank you. It was kind of funny to begin with, and that's still stretching it a bit for me, but, like, the longer it went on, the worse it was, and I really can never wait for that sketch to be over, but sometimes, <laughs> like, for some reason, it, like, always comes up on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, like, fine, I'll play this one, but, like, the idea of a mask squash player just can only go on for so long. And again, it's one of those ones where like, it's kind of well-rounded because in the end he's like, Oh, it's your right. You can unmask me. And it's like, no, (laughs) no one wants to do that. But like, I mean, general rule of thumb for me is that if it's a funny joke, I say, take it as far as it can go like 30 Helens. But the longer you drake out a weak sketch, like it's just going to stink. Well, so I I do want to just raise something. Like, I don't know if they all count as just a gag kind of being done over and over again, but there are a lot. I think the Eradicator falls in this where I think they're trying to tell a story too. Um, And it doesn't always work, but like another example I'd give is one of my favorites is coming up in another season, uh, Girl Drink Drunk, yes. where it's, yeah, it's like <laughs> 10 True. minutes long, 12 minutes long, but it's like, it's pretty funny and it, it's, it's trying to tell a story kind of. And most famously, they have an entire episode long sketch about a sausage factory too, <laughs> which I like, but I know is very divisive. Yeah, I think, Colleen, yeah, I think you're right. I think like the, the deciding factor is whether there is like a good funny joke at the heart of it to begin 
begin with. And if there is, it can work. And if there isn't, then it just is like delaying the inevitable, right? So, um, but I think they do that on purpose sometimes where they try to have no joke at it. And they're just like, the joke is how long can we go without there being a joke? And sometimes it's always... Yeah, but I'll push back a little bit on this on this particular episode because the you know the, the sketch that kind of brought this uh, to mind for you, Stu, was the Country Doctor one. And I think Country Doctor, like, they it has... Like, I mean, it, it, yes, the, the gag is a little bit that it's drawn out and stuff like that, but, like, but that <laughs> is, like, a funny premise. And, this, and, and uh, I liken it to, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which obviously, like, you know, uh, Kids in the Hall very far outdate, or predates uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. But it's, like, the, the humor of that show is very much, like, create discomfort that, like, you, you know, want uh, to see resolved and then don't get the payoff for and then lean into it more and then also some more. And so, like... And and I don't know I love that so if you like that kind of humor then this this particular sketch works uh, and so it, mm. it really works for me but um, you know I think that it's a little bit unique and and Trevor you're right too that like these long sketches like there's there's different categories of the long sketch you know like the the story sketches I think work better because they have like they have an arc to them right um, this one is kind of more of that style of just like a sketch mm. that has a, a premise and then is is drawn out um, but in this case i think it works a little bit better because it's a bit more purposeful than some of the others but as an aside uh country doctor is one of the first times that we see them get like switch gears into really dark yeah and we're gonna see this more as time goes on because brain candy the movie they did is really dark the uh death comes to town is kind of a similar macabre vibe to it (laughs) and i think this is a little bit of a a preview of the darkness beneath the Mm -hmm. surface which is a Yes. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, last thing I'm going to say obviously every, I think everyone's favorite was Dave's I know so what was your second best of the yes. week who takes the silver Indeed. against the 92 dream team that is the Dave's I know for me it's sick of the Swiss um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Sick of the Swiss is like an underrated bit that I really only remember watching once it surfaced on on YouTube. And it's just it's just because the Swiss are such a great target. Like stockbrokers or privileged white men. Like you, you know, there's there's really there's really no defense against taking taking a quick stab. I like how you said stockbrokers and privileged white men as if they're I know, not. Swiss. I know. I realized that after I said it. But um, again, I have to espouse my love for Timmy gets transferred. I think, you know, it's, it's a cute little seven-year-old consoling Scott Thompson saying, Dad, there'll be other law firms in Boston. Trev? I, I want to speak up here and say there was one skit that we haven't really talked about, Apollo the Rude, that I also really like. Um, and I almost think of it as sort of like a sister skit to Citizen Kane, where, you know, it's just about this guy that's just being a complete asshole. Uh, he's been introduced by, like, a mutual friend, and the mutual friend and the guy being an asshole do not seem to think that anything's wrong, and it's just getting, like, increasingly under this, this other guy's skin. I, I actually think it's really funny. The Mark McKinney act character, I just realized, is kind of like sarcastic guy, the Dave Foley bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's really funny that you you mention it as a sister skit to Citizen Kane because, again, like, the whole the whole joke of it is just that Kevin McDonald is just losing <laughs> his shit. The other thing, too, I, I, I noted in my in my notes here that I think it's actually the same set as the Citizen Kane. Yeah, oh yeah. That so. pizza parlor has seen some shit, man. <laughs> it's just the place where Kevin goes fucking nuts because someone's getting under it's, his skin. It's Kevin McDonald's bad room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. They should just really yes, stop talking about movies. That's a very good point. I didn't even make that connection to you. That's great. <laughs> So, uh, yes, Kalina, absolutely sick of the Swiss, underrated. Uh, I think it's especially funny because I think it's awesome and rare to see Scott as like a super hyper-masculine kind of guy. Um, I, I The whole time I was watching that sketch, I was thinking of him like as if he was doing a Don Cherry impression or something, which was uh, which really worked for me because uh, Don Cherry would hate the Swiss too, right? But um, but uh, I'm going to buck the trend here <laughs> a little bit and say that uh, my my second best was the menstruation sketch. I think, you know, Kalina, I think, was yeah. on board with that, but... Uh, uh, I think it's a rare case where the Dave is too good for this trope, like, works, you know? Uh, and I just, I really love that they would even address the topic, like, uh, in in the, <laughs> like, what, late, nine, late 80s uh, CBC TV. So it gets a, a lot of points for that. We should all have a positive view on this. We should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you, guys. And on, on that note, let's all say a warm farewell to menstruation and also this episode four review. <laughs> Join us next week for episode five, which will be hosted by Galena. Hello. Thank you for listening to Kith and Tell. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.